Hello everyone and welcome once again to If We Can Just Say. I am your host Stephen Ogle and as with me always is my lovely co-host and wife Jessica Carter Ogle. Hi y'all. And we have another guest because we have taken the podcast on the road. What? Back with us again is our cousin Kelly. Hey folks. (laughs) Glad to be here again. Welcome Kelly. I was the first ever guest and the first ever second guest. The repeat (laughs) coming in. Look out. Yeah, and, nice. and we're on the road, so... Um, Coming I mean, at you live from Lake St. Louis, Missouri. On location yeah. in LSL. <laughs> it might sound a little bit different this week because we're, you know, not in studio. We got some new mics, and uh, you might hear some other sounds you're not used to hearing, but you will not hear so. No, no collar in the background, no nope. barking. No, no one will be throwing toys at me to play with them. Yeah. If you want, I could, like, yeah. make a little ruckus just so you guys feel more at home. Can you um, clickety-clack it on your hands yeah. and knees and just scrape them? If you want, I'll go bark out the window for a second so you guys feel protected. I would love it. Please bark out the window. That would be great. Um, so, yeah, so a little bit of a different atmosphere today. What, what, Jess, why are we here? What what happened? What took us on the road this time? What While we we're visiting Kelly and her it's husband, me. Wes. Yeah. He is um, hibernating in he the bedroom. Got just, I guess he got a little microphone shy. Yeah. Which, a little stage fright, you know, if you yeah. will. That's unfortunate. Poor little guy. That's all right. He's just a docile type. Like, he doesn't like to talk a lot or anything. Yeah, that's definitely how people describe Personality is very small. Meek. Meek is is what I get a lot. Yeah, I mean, we stayed... Like a lumbering meek gentleman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, we stayed up till, like, 2 o'clock yesterday morning it was mostly me talking like I, I he couldn't yeah get I believe there, he couldn't get a word in I believe twice. there was some hooting and a hollering that was Friday yeah night. First night. <laughs> well I lots, do want to do a quick time. we're on location and it is a holiday so happy Halloween everyone happy Halloween. yes also uh for those of you who might care the monster mash is 60 years old as oh, in yeah. being the number one hit 60 years ago today 60 60 60 That's wow crazy yeah. What a great song. Yeah. I used to sing that all the time with my cousin Tara. She had a karaoke machine. We had karaoke that together. It I was always, fun time. I always think of your dad, my Uncle Jack, because mm-hmm. he sang that at the first Halloween party yep. I went to. Yeah. His little doctor ensemble, and he hopped up yes. on stage. He's <laughs> done it as Big Boy, Johnny Cash. Yep. Oh, yeah. my gosh. He, he does not. There is no. He is, he, he is not shy at all. No. About he's, he's about as shy as my absentee husband. Yeah, just so <laughs> exactly. Can get the obnoxiousness. Yeah, so we thought finish. we were going to have a bit of a double date podcast, and then at the last minute, I found out someone was ret- retreating to his bedroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it's unfortunate that he's retreating to his bedroom, but it's fine. We'll we'll make it work. It's yep. here it, in it's spirit. Cool. Yeah, we've, we've done this before, the three of us, so we're fine. Yeah. So excellent. Um, so yeah. yeah. So yeah, we are here for just a weekend away. Kelly came for my birthday last time you were on Mm -hmm. as everyone knew and when we were there we had talked about coming for a visit and uncle johnny so generously offered some airline points to us which was awesome thank you uncle johnny trip sponsored by Jersadpi. <laughs> so that was cool so we were able to come yeah so we got here what today's monday we got here friday yeah, mm-hmm. flew in Friday, um, had some They good... flew in Friday, and boy, are their arms tired. <laughs> I said that in the airport. <laughs> Stephen didn't care for it. I said, oh, flying's exhausting. And then I laid down with my head on his shoulder, and I was like, my arms are so tired. <laughs> He's uh, like, I'm going to go to the restroom before the flight. Yeah, I was like, this is going to be a long flight. <laughs> that was our flight. first flight since COVID, though. We haven't flown in like two and a half years, which is crazy. Yeah, they changed a lot of stuff, which is cool. You didn't have to take the laptop out, or the, I didn't have to take anything out of my bag, yeah, which was very was nice. cool. They were just like, empty your pockets. Okay, cool. Take yeah. your shoes off. Awesome. You've flown a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's definitely been better uh, with that, better experience. It's been cool. Missouri, good. So far, good Is this experience. your first time here? No. No, I came. I used to come to Sykes to Missouri all the time as a kid and go to the wonderful uh, restaurant called Lambert's. Oh, yeah. Home of the throat roll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love that place. It's a great place. Yeah. It doesn't go over so well with this side of the family, apparently, but my family All the loves food it. and the images look like they're from Gordon Food Service, so it no. doesn't look amazing to me. But <laughs> oh, that's just me. People say I'm a certain way. It, yeah. That is. I will say, certain. I've been coming to Missouri since I was 16 and you guys moved to Missouri. So this is the first time I'm flying into Missouri without my aunt being here because she moved to florida a few oh, years yeah. ago so that's weird i've never came and like solely visited like kelly 
Yeah, you said like when we're in the airport, it's weird that she's your aunt's not picking you up. Yeah, yeah like when I it. walked through to like baggage, I was like, shouldn't Aunt Cheryl be standing here? This is weird. You had a Wesley <laughs> waiting for you. I, yeah, was. <laughs> he wasn't waiting for us, but he drove up, and it was a it was an interesting experience. Yeah, always is with him. Yeah, so yeah, but, he uh, took a, he picked us up and drove us back to the uh, the condo in the most roundabout fashion I've ever. If there's one thing my husband loves, it is a scenic route. Oh yeah, He's, it was very scenic. Yeah. You yeah, know, so. I don't mind a scenic route. I'm a huh? country boy. It's all no. good. No, but we've had a good trip so far, I think. Well, don't just say that because I'm sitting here. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm kicking Stephen into the table. Stephen, come on, agree We've had me. a great time. Yeah. Uh, no, we uh, we hit up a nice Italian restaurant on, oh, on uh, yeah. sa- was it Saturday night we yep. hit that? Yeah. No, Man. no. Yeah. Oh, Man, what a great place. It smelled amazing in there. It smelled like lemons and bread. And I just kept sniffing. You did? I probably looked like I was on cocaine. You did yeah. sniff a lot. Because I was just like, it smells so good in here. And and Wes said that it, they used to be like a food truck, and they carried, uh, they had a trailer behind the food truck that had the brick oven on it. Because mm-hmm. it's that like that big. And I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, Dedication. it's just like super authentic. It's the best Italian food we've had since we were in Italy. No, I've never been to Italy, but I trust Kelly on that. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good stuff, man. Yeah. We had a, we had a really, really good food. Yeah, there. that was fun. And Very then that was Saturday food. evening, but Saturday morning we had what we like to refer to as cousin fun oh, time. Oh, cousin fun time. So yeah. we did some errands. We went to State Beauty Supply because someone offered to do my hair very generously. Yes. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Kelly that is was a stylist. Me. I was going to say Wes. Was it Wes? No, did Wes no. cut your hair? Kelly did everybody's hair. We should have taken a before Stephen and I and an after Stephen and oh, I picture. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Stephen got a haircut and he got his beard cleaned up. I got some color in my hair. Yeah. Very yeah. fancy. Yeah. While we were running around, like I, as a stylist, since they mentioned, Saturdays are usually my busy days, so I got a little bit of a staycation action yeah. here. We drove by where there's usually a farmer's market, and it's like hopping, and yeah. I never see it. That was like a huge farmer's market. For those of you listening in Michigan, like it had like Eastern market vibes. It wasn't that big, but it was just far huger than a regular like community farmer's market. Is huger, huger. a word? <laughs> Far huger. I don't. I feel like huger is not a word. It, it is today. You know what people don't think is a word. Also, what was that word from? Chortle. Chortle. Stephen learned this word. weekend that chortle is We're an actually at the fact that he didn't know that was a word, and we chortle at Jessica using words that actually aren't words. I watch everything on subtitles. I've never seen that show up in subtitles. It's not a real word. Yes, it definitely is a real word. <laughs> Yes. That's absurd. So what else have we done on this trip? We did uh, a couple breweries. As everyone knows, we love beer. We love to try local breweries. Yeah, we took a couple of good spots. So um, Kelly, tell us about the first one we went to. It's not a brewery, right? No, More like a tap room? Yeah, it's like a tap room, bottle shop kind of ordeal. It's called Chillax. They're opening up a second location. They opened nice. up um, originally in 2020, like moments before 2020 hit. Mm. But like they did really well and they have... Really, like, interesting beers, a lot of local stuff. Yeah, and they had, what, like, 40 beers on tap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which was cool. And a then lot. do they do growlers and stuff? Can you do, or how I, do they? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it looked like it. So you can basically take anything home, and then they also sell cans. Yeah, you can do the mix of six or mix of four. Yard games, Adirondack Terrace, food trucks, all that kind They're of They're going to do a lot more, um, like, outside fun stuff at their new location. Yeah. Um, that place was cool. I liked, I liked their merch. I didn't find anything that like stood out to me, but their merch was like clever looking. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like the fact that they, like they had a bunch of other local places there. Um, several sours to try. Um, I ended up going with a ghost. I always, I always go with a ghost. He always goes with a ghost. Oh. You guys would hear me hit the table. You're going to hear some rando awkward pauses on this podcast. I've already (laughs) noticed a bunch of them. Um, because Stephen is motioning to me and Kelly that we are moving too much. I'm already making, terrified. I'm afraid too to much move. Noise. So. Don't touch the table. Don't move your finger. It's going to have feedback on the mic. So this already is sounding very awkward because of, you know, it's, uh, it's Gestapo over there. It's not that. I can just hear the taps on the table and stuff, and I can hear it through my headphones. So I'm like, I'm I don't want to hear it. I feel like I, I haven't moved. <laughs> 
hear anything. <laughs> I'm going to oh. hold my breath for the remainder of the podcast. <laughs> oh, okay, boy. and then so, you'll, you guys will see a picture. Kelly and I are wearing matching spooky t-shirts If today. you're wondering, though, did we get multiple matching shirts on this trip? The answer is yes. Yes, the we did. The answer is yes. The answer yes. is always yes. The shirt we're wearing today is from Crossroads Brewery, which is yep. a new brewery in the area. You guys hadn't even tried it yet. Yeah. Um, it was really good, though. It's like seven minutes from the house, yes. which seems extra silly that we haven't been yet. I don't remember what I got there. What did I get there? You got a sour. I don't um, remember. But yeah, it was cool. I was kind of hooked. Kelly was giving me different options for... Uh, for bre- oh, beer and like where now, do we want to yeah. go but this place had names for beers that were like they hooked me they hooked me on mm-hmm. just the sip crusher of dreams strong winker yeah i mean yeah with names like that how could you not want to go to this brewery exactly yeah I, rem- I remember that place now yeah i had i had to think about their i was trying to think about their merch but yeah they had all their merch down one wall yeah. mm-hmm. one wall yep. they had t-shirts and hoodies and stuff um, and their beer I, I, was I good liked, too. We I, I like their hoodies, but there was no zip up, so I didn't get that. But their beer was pretty good. Yeah, I they, sampled a few, and then I decided on one, and I was like, "All right, I'll take this one." So they have about twenty beers on tap that are theirs, and then they had other beers on tap. And I think all but maybe like maybe five are IPAs. So Kelly and I split flights and tried everything but the IPAs. Yeah. Ironically enough, our T-shirt has skeletons on it drinking an IPA, but we did not try that beer. We just wanted a Halloween shirt. I think exactly. Wes got that beer. Oh, okay. He got, he got a hazy. Wes, is that he, accurate? He got, he got, okay, he, yes. <laughs> he, got a, he got a hazy IPA. I know that. That's he's his, a, that's he's his a thing. He's a hazy IPA kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so that was fun. And then Noto is how we finished that evening. I think, I think Stephen and Wes got a little tipsy, didn't they? No. I have not been. I have not even been remotely buzzed this entire trip, uh, I, which is a shocker. Because spoiler alert: on yesterday's trip, when we went to the winery, I had like three or four seven and sevens, and never felt a single. Basically, thing. it sounds like we came to Lake St. Louis for an alcohol tour. <laughs> they they drunk it dry, folks. Yeah. Oh yes. boy. Yeah. Yeah, we met some friends. So Cassie and Cassie, you guys, all you listeners have heard before. Yep. Shout out, hello to Cassie and Cassie and their families. Yep, very good And time. they, we all went to a winery yesterday for like a late lunch. They had live music, the same winery, Defiance Ridge, yep. that Kelly and Wes had their reception at. Yeah. Yep. So that was cool. Um, and and we the, sat in that same area that your reception mm-hmm. was in. So that was cool. the, the music was there was also the music that was at our reception. Man, exactly. That, that band. Uh, shout out to that band. I don't Scott know, and Carl. I don't know. Yes. Shout out to Man, Scott and Carl. They were great. Uh, whichever one is the uh, singer ch- put on a cowboy hat every time they did a country song, which mm-hmm. was fantastic. And yeah, he sort of changed his apparel to match the theme of yeah. the of the song, which was cool. Because who was it that thought it was a different singer? Cassie? Was, yeah, was, she was like, oh, I thought it was, I thought they changed singers and this was a different voice. And no, it's like, no, like, this oh, is the know, same guy. I didn't know the band was back. I thought they were just playing music. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Cassie. And oh then there was gosh. one lady that was dancing that kept reminding me of Moira from uh, Schitt's Creek. Schitt's Creek. Yes. Oh my gosh. She was wearing like this like leather outfit. Her leather and ensemble. Th- the only thing I could think to myself was is that she needs a better wig because I think Moira would be embarrassed. I don't mean to be judgmental, but her outfit was leather and so was her skin. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of judgment. Oh, you did stumble across a vodka that piqued your interest. Yes, while we the were brand in there. is called Judgment Tree Vodka. Mm. So I tried to buy Some a brand. bottle from the winery. The That's girl that we, upon. yeah, the girl that we um, talked to was like, "Yeah, everything's for sale." And she came back and was like, "Well, apparently everything's not for sale," <laughs> which was hilarious. But we ended up ordering vodka sodas, and then we got the bottom of that bottle, and so she just gave it to me. Yep, which, which is cool. cool. It's I cool. We'll be bringing bottle. in empty. Everything bot- always comes up, Jess. You know it. <laughs> yeah, you know it. And then that'll get put next to all our stuff at home. Other, 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 other empty bottles. Yes, but that's a cool looking bottle. I it like, is. I, I like the design. That. It was cool. Cool idea. But I think we needed this trip. I think just some relaxing and hanging out, spending time with family. I feel like it's been go go go. I have an audit at work in a couple weeks that I'm like trying not to think about. I think it's going to be fine. Yeah. Like, worst case scenario, they say, hey, just do these few things and I'll do them. But it's still just not something I feel like dealing with. Yeah, and I, I expect for me that my the the end of this year is probably going to be way more busy than the rest of the year has been. We have a project ramping up. It's, it's across the entire 
company and like it's pretty big project so i expect to be busy soon i just want to so hit around like, thanksgiving where i can just like throw in the towel till 2023 oh, oh i wish glide through and kelly's the, the complete season for hairdressers yeah so kelly's the complete i know opposite. it's gonna be wild yeah yeah. yeah. So we're also going to post a link to. So Kelly works at David Anthony Salon and Spa. Shout out. Yeah. And they are doing a costume contest right now for Halloween where you can mm-hmm. vote for the different stylists to yep. be number Who one. Who had the best Halloween look? Yep. So Kelly is number one on the ballot and also number one to be voted for. And so no, everybody. As of, as and number right one yeah. in our hearts. Yep. <laughs> So we'll we'll post a little picture, and I guess the voting will be over by the time this is today. Well, hopefully you could just congratulate me now. Yeah. So far, she's got a lot of votes. Yeah. Did you vote, Stephen? I did. I did not vote. I didn't get a link. She to is vote. a deer. Well, she's I, a woodland ni- It was creature. nice. I guess I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get the link in order to vote. Yeah. So there is that, but I would vote. But yeah, I mean, I've had a great trip. Kelly and Wes have been very welcoming. Well, oh, Kelly, for sure. Wes is like a little bit. Uh, Wes he's, is, you know, he's in a, his own way. In his own way, I felt very <laughs> welcome here. He's his own type. But yeah, yeah. it's well, nice. Good. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm glad you guys have enjoyed it so far. We have. And I just want to do a little cheers. Kelly and I have a little um, holiday apple cider mimosa. You made me take yours away. Okay, so I'll toast with water. <laughs> yeah, we gave Stephen one, and he I was like, we I were, can't do it. I didn't know we were toasting. So I just wanted to toast a happy Halloween to everyone happy with our Halloween. apple cider mimosa. Happy c- c- cider mimosa water stuff. I really hope the mic didn't pick that up, because that <laughs> sounded ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we just... Shout out to your mom for taking care of Soph yes, while we're thank gone. thank you, mom. I miss my little Soph McGoaf, I gotta be honest. Yeah. But my mom's doing a great job. And I love that Stephen made... I, yes, Stephen, you were right about the backyard cam because I love it. Like when I'm having a hard day at work or I'm just missing my girl, I can look at the backyard cam and see her rolling around. And like I can see my mom like playing with her in the yard. And it's so sweet. Yeah. Well, hopefully our pup Clementine has made it a little yes. easier. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. So She's Clementine ha- is truly trying to get between me and my husband. Yeah. She She's, has fallen in love she's with Stephen. For Stephen. Yeah. 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 They have like a couch for like three people and then an oversized chair. So Stephen had been sitting in the oversized chair a lot and Clem would just come running up to him and just mm-hmm. jump in his lap. Yep. She's a sweet little pooch. She is hearing impaired. Yep. She's deaf. She was born deaf. Hashtag ears are just decoration. Yep. I said it's kind of cool because is I don't know if this is maybe sound insensitive or what, but. As like a human, you know that there's another option. You know that you can't hear, but other people can. But for Clem, she has no idea. She's, She's just, just living, living her, her life, life, just loving it, having a blast. <laughs> I think that's cool. Yeah. Oh, she's she's great. She's a blast. She was literally waiting for Steven to get up the oh other day. Oh, my God. That was, was that Saturday yeah. morning? Yes. Yeah. She was just like, she'd get relaxed and like jolt herself back up like, did he come out? Just oh. stare at the bedroom door until yeah. he, and, and then when soon. I, when I oh. came out, she popped up and came over and oh, leaned up against me. The happiest like, boxer butt you've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Yeah, her tail great. is she does have a broken tail it's from a pre- yeah so when she wags it it looks just like a little helicopter like a <laughs> pinwheel just like oh my gosh it's so cute she's so sweet you will see pictures of her she's been wearing festive holiday halloween bandanas every yes. day mm-hmm. yep, a and new she, one every a different day. one every day it was a four pack and her Amazon. face does look like neapolitan ice cream so i call her a little neapolitan pup because she's like pink white and brown yeah, she's cute. Uh, adorable. And then when I try to sit down in the morning, like she's like, "Where are you sitting? Where are you sitting? What's you going to couch chair? Couch oh chair? Oh my gosh, she was chair. jumping from the couch to the chair this morning. Every time he would turn, if he turned <laughs> to the right towards the chair, like he wasn't even going to sit down. He was just like talking, and she's just jumping back and forth. Yeah, and then I finally found a spot to sit down, and then she just piled on me. Yep, she's so exhausted. She's napping with her father, right? Her pop pop. Her pop pop. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So one thing that the three of us have in common, and Pop Pop doesn't, correct, is scary stuff. Yes. Scary movies and all of that jazz. Like last night, we randomly watched The Lost Boys. Because mm-hmm. it's been a while. That was about as top scary as Wes yeah. will go. That's about as yeah, scary as he's a Freddy cat, man. He's Scooby Doo. Yes. Zoinks. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Zoinks. But yeah, so we watched that, which was a real throwback. I haven't seen that in forever. I love it. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I haven't seen that since it came out in the mid-90s. Yeah. Like, I, 
I feel like you were surprised at the end. I was because I didn't remember the end. If I'm being honest, I was like 13 when I saw I that know. movie, and like everybody. He's right. on the edge of his seat. He's like, "What's gonna happen? Are they gonna beat the vampires?" You know, Max like, shows up on screen, and he's like, "Oh, this guy always plays a nerd." I look at Jess like, "Does he not know how this movie no, ends?" He doesn't. Yeah, I just didn't. He doesn't. Rem- I didn't remember. And everybody raves about Lost Boys, and I guess when I saw it when I was a kid, I was like, eh, "It's okay, I guess." How do you know. feel as an adult? I mean, rewatching it is great. Kiefer Sutherland is fantastic. He was just a smooth, oh. baby-faced young man. The saddest yeah. part in that whole movie is after Kiefer Sutherland dies and his face reverts Oil back. Oh. <laughs> it came out in the 80s. If y'all haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But when he's laying there and his face reverts back to just being like a young teenage boy mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, he was just a baby. Well, they talk about, like, they mention, like, vampires will go out, blah, blah, blah. So they, yeah. they made sure they checked all the different ways they die. Yeah. But they always try to take you with them. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny because I watched all of 24 and, you know, Kiefer Sutherland's the main main actor. And I thought to myself while we're rewatching Lost Boys, I was like, oh, so he can't act in a way in which he doesn't whisper talk the entire time. That's that's interesting because I totally forgot that he actually knew how to really talk in a movie. I've never seen 24. I, I can't speak. 24, he whisper talks the entire 24 show. 24 just makes me tired thinking about it. All. Like every episode, I'm, I thought it was consecutive 24 hours, but I heard it was not, or it is. So it's always one day. Like that one just seems to day. be like the worst day of your life. Just so, thinking about it makes me ill. Not not to spoil something anything. happening every hour. So the first oh season is interesting because they start at midnight and he's already done a double shift that day, and then something bad happens. He has to go back into the office, and literally at like when they get to like a, the one o'clock or the noon time of the next day, he's sleeping because he's passed out, like he's just exhausted. So tired. one hour of the show and is you, watching him you sleep. as a viewer. <laughs> You get tired from watching it because you're thinking to yourself, "Man, he's been up now for like 36 hours. Like this dude is at least three times." Oh, I would not be awake. I literally couldn't do it. Oh man, my body. I was surprised you literally couldn't make it through Lost Boys. I know. Wanted to go to sleep. (laughs) A lot of 30 second pauses. Oh yeah. There's air, big air quotes around 30 yes. seconds on those pauses. took us about four hours to watch Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we wanted to talk scary stuff since now yes. it's Halloween. And what? we have all been watching uh, the uh, creator, director, producer, Mike right. Flanagan. The, the Flanaverse. There we go. There we, we go. It. I knew synchronization yeah. would happen at one point. So um, this all started. It's start, on Netflix. This all started because the last time that Kelly was in Michigan, we talked about some stuff and she convinced me. I recommended me, spooky shows. You, she recommended specifically Midnight Mass based yep. on a conversation that we had. So that's where it started. I started watching Midnight Mass and then I told Jess you need to watch it. And she started watching it. And then we went to. We had also already watched Hill House. So if you want to go in. No. We watched Hill House after. No. I thought you watched like two episodes of Hill House and bailed. No, then we finished Hill House and then he watched Midnight Mass on his own and I watched it on my own. That is also incorrect on the time order. Wow. Midnight Mass was the first thing I as watched. As long as they got watched, I, I guess. guess and, then watched I, and then we watched Hill House afterward. Then we watched Bly Manor. And then we watched The Midnight Club. Um... And we watched a movie in there, the Stephen King book that Flanagan directed the movie for, Gerald's Game, yep. which mm-hmm. might be the worst movie I've ever I disagree. seen Disagree, we'll get to that. Oh, no. And Kelly and I also watched one of Flanagan's first movies called Hush, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Was yeah, really I want to see that. I, that's an You had not seen movie. Hush. Hush is about a deaf and mute writer who lives like in a house in the woods and about a night that someone breaks in as she's there by herself and just like that... And Story. she's actually writing the book, Midnight yes. Mass. Yes. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes. yes. And he uses the same... So it's kind of... The only thing I'd really compare it to would be more like American Horror Story, where it's anthologies, but a lot of the similar cast. So, yeah. like, Ryan Murphy yes. uses the cast. Mike Flanagan does. His wife um, was in Hush and is in a lot of stuff. And you'll yeah. notice a lot of repeat actors. Sort of like... That's, I think... After about three shows, I think, is when I noticed Netflix put up Flanniverse. Mm-hmm. He's all, he always has Henry Thomas from E.T. Yeah, I was just going to say, he's in Elliot everything. from E.T. is in it, yep. which is wild. Uh, Carla, Carla Gugino is in, yes. almost in everything. Uh, Kate Siegel. That's his that, wife. That's his Katie wife. Or, yeah, she's in stuff. Uh, Victoria Petridi. 
I can't say her last name. It's the girl from You. She shows oh, up yeah. in several she's things. She's in everything. She's in. She's well, the girl in Bly, oh, yeah. and yeah. She's yeah. in Bly. She's in Haunted Hill. Also, Oliver Jackson Cohen. He's the brother in Hill House, mm-hmm. and or the twin brother in Hill House. But he's also so, in yeah. Bly just Manor. take a gander so, at Netflix's yeah. Flan. You can search Flanivers as like your options. But so we'll talk yeah. a little bit. So well, Hush was the first thing I saw that came out. Probably in like 2017 or something, I believe. Uh, That came out in 2016. 16. That was real close. Yeah. That was good. I think it was well written. And I think to be able, like, she can't speak and you are still captivated by the movie. And just the cinematography of it and, and everything. I mean, this is all, if you are not a fan of like thriller or scary, you're not going to like Flaniverse. But yeah. if you, you know, like to suspend reality and there's ghosts, there's spookiness and there's amazing dialogue. He is a great writer. Like, yeah. Hill House was the first, is like the first show, I believe, right? Haunting of Hill House? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first one that happened on Netflix as far as his yeah. main, mini main, series yes. go. That was the first one. So he episodes. usually does like a 10 episode limited series. So Hill House is about. Um, it follows a, a family. Yep. And yeah. like just basically how they've handled the tragedies of their lives. Yes. And so they're, it's. And they're all in different locations. So they're not all together when you first see them. They're all in separate When they're adults. Mostly. And it's a yeah. flashback of the summer their parents bought Hill House because their parents were like a HGTV show. They would buy places to renovate, fix them up and sell them. And yeah. they bought Hill House. And Hill House was basically the demise of the family as they were kids, as it was, there were haunting, there were things that happened, they all have stories from it, and they've all been affected by it, and their family, and then it talks about them as adults coming together for another tragedy, and you get told at the same time the story of kids at Hill House, as well as adults now. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's really good. Yeah. Um, and they have, uh, what is the, oh, Timothy Hutton is in Hill House. He plays the adult version of Henry oh. Thomas's character. Yeah. Um, if you do watch Hill House, pay attention to like the backgrounds because there's a ton of hidden ghosts that I didn't notice. And like if I went back and like kind of was paying more attention, like you can, like in a scene where all those like sitting in the kitchen, you're like, oh my God, look back there. Yes. Yeah. The, yeah. There's ghosts littered in everywhere yes. in his stuff. In Hill House and in Bly Manor specifically, I didn't see so much in Midnight Club. Um, I didn't notice half as many ghosts or midnight it, mass might, didn't have no midnight mass was totally different than hill house and Bly Manor. hill house and Bly yeah. manor were similar Bly manor was his next show and it was set in the 80s which was cool yes yeah. and it took place in england in another big old house like um haunted hill yeah but it's about an american nanny coming to Bly manor for I two feel kids like it was a love story it was a very sad love story it was but it was spooky and it was haunted. Yes. But in the end, it was a love story. Yeah, and they no spoilers. He, no spoilers. He, Bly Manor took a little bit longer to get going. I felt like I felt like Hill House. Hill House was this by the end of the first episode. You were like, oh man, we are this story is going to be. We're picking up. See, fast. I completely disagree with with Bly, with Bly Manor. With Bly Manor, um. <laughs> I felt like it took five or five episodes or so or so before it really turned into a oh okay now we know what we're doing. I can appreciate a slow burn build though. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying oh, I'm just that's saying not that for some people. I'm, here. I'm saying that for the listeners. For me, I enjoyed both. Those are yeah, those, I liked both a lot. I, there's yeah. I don't think there's one that I didn't like. To I be have honest. two points to make. One, I'd like to do a heartfelt apology to the audience <laughs> as my earbud fell out of my ear. If you hear it, I was. Given a look of death from my husband, and Kelly looked terrified. Of I what almost was, passed away. What was going to happen? But uh, I will say, I started watching Hill House in like 2018 or whenever it came out. I watched the first like two episodes, and then I never watched it again until Stephen and I watched it. So as far as being hooked, like that wasn't me. But I also get real bored with shows, mm-hmm. yeah. as everyone knows. I like my start and finish procedurals. But I enjoyed Hill House. In Bly Manor, it took about five episodes for me to really start getting into it. But if you do like a slow burn, if you want to take your time, if you don't want to rush through life like I do, you would really enjoy that. Yeah, with with Jess, unfortunately, if she doesn't know everything by the end of like the first episode, she's disinterested. She has to have every question answered yes. and, and know everything that's going to happen. And I'm like, we got ten episodes, man. Otherwise, just, it's just a lot chill. of, ugh. 
Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I will text Kelly and be like, well, I'm two episodes in, and this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, oh, boy. Yeah, yep. nothing, nothing makes me feel great about a recommendation, like a text like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass is a total... Mid- so one of the great things about um, Mike, Flanagan, Mike Flanagan is he... He'll do all sides. He likes to tackle religion. Yep. He likes to tackle his writing, his dialogue between somebody who is, you know, of the Catholic faith and somebody who is atheist. Like Midnight Mass takes on a lot of like religious undertones. And Muslim. That's also represented in Midnight Mass because the sheriff's Muslim. Well, yeah, in Midnight Mass, yeah. Yeah. So like he he tackles several different yep. religions. He also which is cool. has a lot of like I said this once and Stephen didn't understand what I was saying. In, I feel like he is representative of everyone. Different ethnicities, different religious viewpoints. Even like, he didn't understand what I was saying and I felt like he thought I was attacking people with tattoos. But what I was saying was, normally if you see someone like covered in tattoos in a scene or in something, that's like, they're going to be like the type of person that's in like a biker gang or they're like, you don't really just see someone in line at the coffee shop in front of you with like a neck tattoo in like a show. But Theo's girlfriend had head to toe body tattoos if you recall she was like a paralegal she met her at the bar with like a business suit on oh yeah and then they had like a love scene and she's covered in tattoos and i just feel like what i was trying to say is that he takes all different types of society and just totally normalizes it as it should be whether it's you know gay or straight or muslim or somebody's you know tattoos or just stuff that's usually used as part of like a, a stereotypical type yes. of thing. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't do that. Even... Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I dropped my earbud again. I'm just going to hold it in. Um, And I think it's cool that he... It's like all-encompassing set against a spooky world. But what I was trying to say is I think it's cool because it's some of the most diverse casts and diverse viewpoints. And at the end of the day, to be honest, I don't know where Mike Flanagan falls. Because I think all sides are represented respectively, yeah. especially in Midnight Mass. You know, it takes place on a small island um, with a guy who had, had experienced a trauma and changed his viewpoint and him coming back, back home where nobody has ever changed. And him reconciling the person he used to be when he lived there and the person he is now because of his trauma. And um, who is the actor that plays? The actor that plays him. He was in Friday Night Lights. Um, he was in a couple of other shows. I'm pulling up his name right now. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but he's um, phenomenal in yeah, it. Yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. And oh, like, that's uh, Zach Guilford. He's Zach my favorite Guilford, part yeah. of, of Midnight Mass. Yeah. Like, literally, I was sucked in. I was sucked into Midnight Mass almost immediately seeing him be in the show because I was a huge Friday Night Lights fan. The and dialogue he was my favorite is just amazing in that. Like the the guy the guy who plays the priest, everybody. Yeah. And it just it turns into the giant calamity at the end mm-hmm. of like, oh my god! But the journey there is like beautiful. Like it's yeah, interesting. it is that like the monologue that closes out the show is like one of the most well written, just yes. like beautiful things. And if Wes were here. He would say, wow, that was a real good monologue. Because he didn't watch any of the show, but he like lingered and watched the last five minutes of the Midnight Mass finale with me and was like, wow. Because you could, I could see you getting sucked in by dialogue. And it's yeah. very rare nowadays that dialogue is so well crafted that I find myself sitting on the edge of my seat for a 10-minute monologue mm-hmm. and not wanting it rushed, not wanting to get to the end, but being like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. There's a scene in Midnight Mass that's with Zach Guilford and Kate Siegel in which they're sitting on a couch and they're discussing what hap- what happens to you when you die. That's an amazing and, conversation. And like, I remember, I remember watching that and... Literally, like I think it was just one camera. I don't think the camera switched on them. The camera might have like slowly panned in and panned out and that sort of thing. But yeah, like it was just simple. No bells, whistles, no nothing. Just, two just people talking. Just dialogue. And I think one of the things that Flanagan does better than a lot of people right now with television shows in general, I think he does his dialogue so well. Yeah, it's well. It's written. a conversation. 
that's that's what I like about his miniseries is that it's actually a conversation about a real topic, and he just adds ghosts and things that yeah. that are in real life we would consider maybe be an urban legend about a haunted but house a, or something. A lot of his ghosts but, and stuff are very symbolic of yes. reality as well. Yes, and with Midnight Mass, it's not about ghosts or at all. No, it's not no about ghosts. a haunted house or anything. Yeah, like Midnight that. Mass is the most different, I think, than all of them. 100%, yeah. yeah, and and for me, I think Midnight Mass is probably the one I liked the most. It's also the one that had a character that made me the mad, maddest. Yeah. Uh, Beth's character Beth, is abs oh. or Bev is absolutely like so angry. But you all know a Bev. Yes. Everyone has mm-hmm. known a Bev in their life that yes. is just yeah. Everyone has known her. Um, but I I just think his ability to write dialogue is it's on an Aaron Sorkin level for a different genre. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know Aaron Sorkin, I'm talking West Wing, Newsroom, The Social Network. Like, Aaron Sorkin's really good at writing dialogue. And, man, Mike Flanagan just knows how to take life and put it on dialogue yeah. in a way of which you're like, man, I, I want to be in that conversation. Like, that's So cool. his next show after Midnight Mass is called Midnight Club. And I will say it's about teenagers. I am not a big fan about of teenagers. <laughs> Um, it's not solely, (laughs) she's not a fan of youths. Youths are not my favorite. I don't want to watch them. They're all like dramatic and whiny. Even the characters that I like got to a point where they were then like acting out and whiny, but nonetheless, (laughs) so Midnight Club is, is not solely written by Mike Flanagan. It's based off of books by Christopher Pike. And if any of you remember from the early nineties, mid nineties, Christopher Pike is sort of like R.L. Stein. So it's like those kind of books. Back in the day I was an R.L. Stein junkie. I wrote I read like everything and I've read a bunch of Christopher Pike books too. And I guess he wrote Midnight Club. It is based on um a hospice for teens. Those whiny teens. They're dying. <laughs> Ugh. I can't stand their whining. <laughs> it is based off teens living in a hospice. They are all terminal of cancer. And they form a midnight club where they go at midnight and tell stories. And it's also set in the early 90s. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. And one of, one of the oh, kids. Oh, Alonka was like 90s mm-hmm. enough. She had every 90s like apparel. It was cool. Yeah. The soundtrack was very cool for this. Yes. Uh, that was probably one of the highlights for me was the soundtrack. I don't often um, get to hear my flagpole sit out in many shows. So that was very exciting. Um, this show for me was a tale. I don't know how to say if it was a tale of six stories or if it was a tale of two types of stories. So I'll go with the two types. The two types of stories being one following the kids in the house that were suffering from, you know, illnesses that are going to take them out eventually. And the other being they're telling these stories. So they meet together at midnight and that's called the Midnight Club. And they each tell what is supposed to be a ghost story. Right. And what I mean by a tale of two types of stories is that when they tell their story, it's completely different. It takes you out of the house. It takes you in a completely different environment, a completely different All time. All the kids are acting out the characters in the stories. Yeah. It's like you're visually seeing a story. They're not just telling you the story. Yeah, so you're visually seeing a new story within this episode. And that itself is probably 20 minutes of the episode because it's a full story. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, which Jess and I talked many times about this, that that could have been an anthology series and been separate to itself, all these stories we well, get from these kids. Well, because it's like these kids are in this hospice. You've got the stories of who the kids are. You've got the stories the kids are telling. And then overarching you've got is this house haunted. They're seeing like some ghosts and there's this whole like, um, uh, what's it called when you're all in a group and you're cult. like cult type storyline. Oh, yeah. So you've got all of this storyline and it's like there's so many things that are happening Kelly and I are just gonna sit We're frozen because we keep getting scolded. I, um, it's funny because I don't have my I don't have my arms on the table at all yet. These two keep putting. Yeah, their because bubbles. we are sharing one microphone. We're literally sharing a pair of earbuds. You guys, I just pulled mine out of my ear, but thank God it didn't hit the table because that's all we needed in this moment. Oh my now. gosh, these two We're sharing a mic and Anyways, we're sharing earbuds. Um, so Midnight Club is super different though because this is the first one that's not like beginning, middle, end. Like yes. he left it open ended for a season two, which typically in the Flanniverse doesn't happen. Correct. Yeah, which I don't know how I feel about. Yeah, that. Kelly, how I do you feel about? I don't know. What What's your overall feeling of Midnight Club? I didn't mind Midnight Club, and I'm on an island here alone because <laughs> I, I the wish thing is, is that, that I, the I, the stories themselves were was more of an anthology show. What I would have preferred was 
leaving the ghosts aside and having it be the story of these kids learning more, a little bit more about each of them and having their stories be fleshed out a little bit more. Like there's a character named Natsuki. Her story, her the story that she tells is probably the, mo- the most wonderful story. And I was looking at it going, this could be a whole episode in and of itself. Like yeah. it could have been like a, just an anthology of these stories, which is where... Th- how the kids were telling a story about their lives, yeah, but on the guise of not having to be too raw and honest and turning it into a ghost story. Like I enjoyed Anya's story. I liked Amesha's story. Amesha yep. was my favorite character because he I, was you. He was nerd. Yeah, he was a nerd, a, a gamer, and that sort of stuff. And yeah. I, I liked Amesha. I liked their stories. It the only the problem I had with it was is that the story segment lasted so long in the episode. It was about half the episode. That it took me out of the episode. And then when I got out of that, I'm back in the house again and then I have to go, Okay, well I'm now okay, now I'm back in the house. What was going on? And like, then you look it, at it took the me way- out too long and, and I would I would forget what was going on before they started telling the story. You look at the one character like Kevin, he told a story three parts of the same story. So you basically got his same story. In like three stages it didn't in three ha- different episodes. It didn't help that I didn't like Kevin I at all. I didn't either. I couldn't stand Kevin. He was I the worst character to me. I don't know. I won't say anything, I guess. Say what you Well, would. that's a point of being on the podcast. If I can Kelly. just say, yes. I think you guys kind of missed it. Because each character told their story and it was like really how they're dealing with the fact that they're dying. His story kept going on and on and on because he had so much. Like his character had like life outside of the... Um, hospice house so it's like he didn't want his life to end and he was still actively keeping his living existence going i guess that's a good point. so his story just kept that. going I and going and that going either. yeah see, so that's oh, good why you didn't keep your mouth shut yeah. i see i, I, I didn't did. think about it like that so that's he why is he really would... the only one that left other than spence but that was a totally other kind of thing right oh man spencer was such a good character yeah. in that show i i, but kept, I oh. get that about kevin like that makes like i get that a little bit more yeah. now so i don't know they, that was my take on yeah they, I, re- I really liked his story i really liked sandra's story yeah sandra yes very once you're, about, got, you're about to be hearing the Jessica and Steven story soon when Jessica <laughs> leaps across this table and pummels Steven out onto the balcony. We'll attach the link to the news article to the 10 o'clock news of Blake St. Louis. Oh when, once they got to Sandra's story, yeah, that was her very character cool. was good because she was the only character, like everyone feels a certain way about something, and she was the standalone who had different views. And yeah, I liked her. So, Steven, with all of his you know baggage in some areas was like oh i don't like her and i'm like no i like her she stood up she stood i her like ground. her and her heart was still good she was yeah. just trying to say just because my way is different doesn't mean it's wrong i still love all of you and in the end not it, this doesn't mean anybody anything to anyone who hasn't watched the show but she was kind of right in the yeah, end, which she was, was. The, which was the cra- crazy part yep. that i en- i enjoyed and she was also in midnight mass Yes. And I I liked her and oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, so was Kevin. Her and Kevin were the couple oh, in Midnight Mass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah they were. They so were I really enjoy kids, the yeah. reusing of characters. Yes. I yep. think it's really cool. Um I, I like that a lot. That's I one of my favorite too, parts. If you look what was the like who wrote all the little stories that you said that Christopher like, Pike. So if you can separate like Christopher Pike's stories cuz that's like Mike Flanagan's not that's not his storyline and then just like separate them from here's the kids in the house that's Mike Flanagan's story. But then he's also using yeah. Christopher Pike's So Christopher story. Pike's voice is more like the voice of kids, where Mike Flanagan's is more like that yeah. adult. And there voice. are a lot of like balls up in the air. But I'm that's why I'm glad. Like I'm curious to see where he goes with the season two because I know he's gonna wrap everything up real nice. Yeah. Because we do have is the house haunted? Is it not? What's going on with the potential cult in the woods? Yes. What's going on with? The potential call. Um, What's also cool for anyone who noticed, Dr. Stanton is played by, I can't remember her last name, but her first name is Heather, and she is the girl from the original Nightmare on Elm Street that Freddie takes. Yes. So I noticed that right away. The spooky connection. Yeah, Yeah. he does stuff like that. The thing is that I like about Flanagan is that this. (laughs) He does something with Midnight Club that's very clever in that. He used the time of the 90s and the the character 
um, Spence mm-hmm. having HIV, and he had the conversation that was a conversation in the 90s yeah. about people that had HIV. Yeah. He dealt with it. He went direct at it. Like the first time that Spencer gets a sore that shows up yeah. on his arm. And like, I, I kept thinking to myself because I was a basketball fan as a kid and I watched Magic Johnson and then I saw how he got ostracized from the yeah. NBA for getting for getting HIV. And I thought, wow, this is this is a conversation piece. I honestly forgot it was set in the 90s till it came out that Spence had HIV. And I'm like, oh, why is that? And I was like, oh, yeah, because it's the 90s. Yep. Nowadays, that would be totally different and he would not be in this hospice. Like, yep. Yeah, and, and Zach Guilford is in this too and he plays an, uh, a nurse for the, for the mm-hmm. house. One of the best characters in the show. He's yeah, just he's this gentle, kind and guy that just takes care. very small role, yes. but powerful dialogue. Yeah. He just, he has a conversation with he Spence. Takes like, Mike he has a Flanagan's, conversation with a mesh. He takes Mike Flanagan's writing to another level. They all do, but there's something about the way Zach Guilford delivers like Mike Flanagan's writing. Yep. That it's like Mike Flanagan should just write for Zach Guilford for the rest of his career. The other person that I want to shout out that, that has also been in, I, I believe, all of these was Robert Longstreet. He's the guy who was, had the dog in Midnight Mass. Oh. And in Midnight Club, he was the guy who comes into the room and cleans the room after someone has passed oh, yeah. away mm-hmm. yeah. and his man his vocal inflections for the lines he he says when he's talking to people mm-hmm. in midnight club like his voice sounds completely different he's he doesn't have a shaggy beard like he does yeah. in other stuff because i think he plays a janitor in hill house like oh a, yes he, he or is the groundskeeper yep. he's the groundskeeper. um but like he just I don't know, man. Like, it's spooky in a way, but, like, it's real. Like, he has a conversation with these kids one-on-one, and it's... That's Mike Flanagan's writing. It's such intelligent dialogue. Every line in a Mike Flanagan show is purposeful. Every line. There are no throwaway scenes or one-off lines. Like, it's all... Yes. Purposeful. And then we watched Gerald's Game, which is based off a Stephen King book, which I did read the Stephen King book. It's basically about a man and a woman who are trying to save their marriage and go to like their house that's like secluded from everything, their house like away in the cape or something. And he handcuffs her to the bed to spice it up and ends up having a heart attack. And she's left there alone, handcuffed to the bed, trying to survive. And so they made it into a movie for Netflix that Flanagan worked on. And so we watched it. Kelly and I, we liked it, right? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was good, too. Um, I love Carla Gugino. What I wanted out of this film, I did not get. I wanted more of a castaway. I wanted her by herself. I didn't... She was by herself. I didn't enjoy her talking to, like, like, uh, like apparitions. That just... I, it disconnected me from the film because well, I we'll I just, wanted we'll a, handcuff you to a bed for three days <laughs> and see what kind of mental state you're in. I, Kelly, I, I like I where your that. head's at. I you get, know what? You want to go all in for this podcast? You want it to really be something? <laughs> you want to make your mark in the podcast world? Risks up, baby. <laughs> um, I also uh, don't. I, I would have never signed on to be handcuffed to a bed. I'm just I, there is no I don't way. Think she signed on. Yeah, I don't think. No, I don't. No it's not like she was really. She, there's like a production team. There's like a boom um, above her head. Like she's okay. No, I, I get all that. Um, but also like, I don't know. I just the the thing happens in that movie that I hate in all TV shows and movies is when they don't close doors. And most of the time when you don't close doors, there's never any talk about it again. Except for in this, there was consequences. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the thing I did like. There was a yeah. consequence for leaving the door open. Yeah. And that well, was... what a consequence that, it was. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. Yeesh. Um, but, I, I mean, Carla Gugino is fantastic. She's a yeah. brilliant actress. I will... Anything she's in, I'll give at least one watch because she's a brilliant actress. Um, I liked Bruce Greenwood. He's a good actor. I just wish she had been more by herself. Well, I, oh, go ahead. I liked it because it's like when you strip away everything else, all you're left with is what's rolling around in your noodle. Exactly. So she was forced to sort out stuff that she'd been sitting on her whole life and never even really thought to like dig up. The psych major in me thought it was yeah. wonderful. Oh, yeah. it, it definitely went deeper than I thought it would go. Uh, the, I really the, liked the, it. The flashback stuff that they that he goes into, which once again, Mike Flanagan, brilliant at film, like brilliant at photography, cinematography, angles for stuff, like just like 
things a scene that is extremely uncomfortable and not but all he has to do is film it from behind with a sunset going down oh, and yeah. you, you get this you get enough out of it like mm-hmm. he doesn't make it yeah. graphic he just gives you enough to make you have that discomfort yeah. of like oh man really like he's got one other show on the horizon too for next year right fall of the house of usher yes so i'm not even sure what that's going to be about like from his perspective but I will definitely tune in for sure. And with it being Halloween, if you guys are looking for like a little spooky binging. and, Some and spooky show. Do, yes. do you want to know who's going to be in it? Do, do we want to spoil that of who's who's already it? listed well, as being in that show? I mean, he's got his cavalcade of characters. So who's signed on? Katie Siegel, his we wife. Got, we got Katie Siegel. We got Zach Guilford. We got Carla Gugino. We got Willa Fitzgerald, which Willa was fantastic in Hill House. Which, Which one's Willa Fitzgerald? Willa Fitzgerald, does, doesn't she play... Um, oh, now you're going to call me out on it. Jeez, well, you said she, it so confidently. Who did she play in <laughs> Like, I'm house? supposed to know who she is. Well, I thought she was the girl that. from Reacher. Well, oh, he searches you know what? That, that I'm is just going to go ahead and say for two people that sounded like they didn't like the Midnight that is, Club. That is correct. Sorry. She was in Reacher. Yeah, she's yeah. not in it. Um, well, you gave me a different perspective. I saw, I saw it happen. Also, H- Henry like Thomas that. is going to be Henry in it. Henry Thomas I mean, he's pull, is he's pulling his people in and everything. Oh, he, uh, yeah, it's great. So, um, also, uh, uh, Samantha Solian, I can't say her last name, but she's the girl who played Bev. Bev and Shasta. And Shasta, and yeah. So, Club. I mean, he's pulling, he's pulling back his... I like that. I feel like it's weird because as a viewer, you're extra connected when he uses the same characters. It's sort of like, oh, your like friend group is coming to tell you a different story and you get super connected and they're all talented actors and actresses. Like, I think what he's doing is really cool, especially in the day and age of like, we don't have a season of 24 episodes anymore and you're watching it weekly. We don't live in that anymore. So we live in bursts of you know, binge if watching. Were here, he'd say, I don't subscribe to appointments. Exactly. We live um, in a time of binge watching. So when you're watching a similar cast from like a writer you really like, it's like, oh, my friends are popping over tonight. I'm like, what are, what kind of shenanigans are they getting up to this time? You know, um, when we were younger, um, uh, there was Buffy and Angel. Loved Buffy. And you had... Kel's too young for that. You had you had the actors Buffy. and actresses that crossed over from those shows yep. and other shows that they were a part of. Then you had J.J. Abrams that started with Felicity and Lost and Fringe, and he started yep. crossing over some of his actors and actresses for his things. Um, and now we're into a time of someone like Mike Flanagan, where he has his people that are not as well-known, that are getting well-known because yeah. of him. Well, and look at, like, American Horror Story and then Evan exactly. Peters. Yeah, I, that, yep. yeah, I left Evan that out. Evan Peters is, like, I mean, I can't. Evan Peters, like Sarah Paulson. do just, like, a nice, lighthearted rom-com. Yes, I'd like this. to see him do a romantic <laughs> comedy as well. So, Evan, if you're listening, come on, change it up a little bit. Do something I, I can treat watch yourself. you in. I would like to see Sarah Paulson do something where she's not crazy. For once. I mean, she's great in American Horror Stories, but her character always oh, ends up being somewhat loony. You guys should loony. watch Run. She's crazy. Is That's she about Munchausen Syndrome. Yeah. Oh, she's crazy she, in that, but it's still great. Yeah, see, that no. doesn't go with what I said. I'd like to see her not be crazy. She no. plays crazy really well. Um, she did, Didn't she do another one where she was like a crazy doctor Nurse lady? Ratchet. Nurse she Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet. Or was, Ratchet. It was I was going to watch it, and then I saw a trailer, and I was like, oh, she's crazy again. I need to see her be normal for But I, that's what I like about like Netflix, too, is I feel like Mike Flanagan's got a little bit more freedom with Netflix. You can say, okay, I've got this story. It's just going to be 10 episodes, and that can come out. And then he can do another one and do another one, and it's enough. Yeah. I don't want to see one show of 30 episodes. I'd rather see three shows of 10 episodes each and get different stories in there. So right. we we are proponents of the Flaniverse. When we yes. looked up, we just discovered it was called Flaniverse like a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We looked up for something and it was like more from the Flaniverse. And I was like, come again? Let me text Kelly and see if she's aware of Did this. Did you know this was a thing? Um, the other thing is that uh, with... Um, with Hill House, there's a character that's a writer, and he te- Steve. he writes story like so he writes books, mm-hmm. 
and they show his books all on this shelf at someone's house. And I thought to myself, I hit pause. I was like, oh man, am I going to see Bly Manor as a book? Like yeah. Hill House as a book, Midnight Mass, like all this stuff. And it's like 10 books, but none of them are named any of the shows that we've seen. Yes. Because of the movie Hush, the girls writing about Midnight Mass, yeah. I thought I'd get an Easter egg for well, what, in, what we could be seeing. In Gerald's game, when a book falls off the shelf, it's Midnight Mass is the book that falls. Yeah. So my well, Midnight Mass is like... The only one that's like his from start to yes. finish. Yeah. But what I about, just... But what I, about Hill House and Bly Manor? Bly Manor was based off another lore. Oh, okay. But like, I think Midnight Mass... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Midnight Mass is like his brainchild. Start, yeah. Like Maybe he created right. that. Okay. Uh, he is the creator of Hill House. I'm looking at that right now. I was going to say, he, I think Hill House and Midnight Mass then. Midnight... Because Midnight Mass being different, I figured. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking a quick look on the good old so Mike IMDb. Flanagan. If he you want to be on the, if we can just say podcasts, we would love to. Um, and he might have like heard a story and then wrote yeah. a story well, I mean, about yeah, it. Yeah, he created the shows, but I'm saying like. But like when I look at Midnight Club, it's him and Leah Fong that are listed as creators. So he, that's the first one he didn't do create by himself. All the other three, he's listed as sole creator. So he pull, probably, as you said, pulled from something. Yeah, because I remember yeah. looking up, like, the lore of Blind Manor or something. It was based off of something. But I'm pretty sure Midnight Mass was, like, his. His Like, brainchild. he wrote the story. He came up with the whole thing. Like Because that Hush came out how long ago? And he was working on Midnight Mass then, which is why she's working on it. This, yeah. Midnight Mass is his Hamilton. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, and, and uh, yeah, I mean, the we don't have a release date for House of Usher, but... It's coming it's out next, next year. I next know year, that. The fall of the well, House of Usher. Probably around spooky season. If probably. I had to guess. I had to yeah, guess maybe. Too. I don't know. That's been up for a while. Is listed as something that's coming. I'm hoping it still comes maybe during the winter or something. Maybe. I hope he just churns them out. Not like crappily. Like, you know, just be, in a be well. Fashion. Do it well, but just churn them. Yeah, my hope is... Churn them like butter. My <laughs> hope is that we get that in the beginning of next year and get the Midnight Club towards the end of next year and get the Yeah, because we do that have that up. second. Yeah. So he's working on two shows. So do yourselves a favor and watch something spooky today. Yeah. Also, uh, I, I don't know, Kelly didn't watch this and we didn't talk about it, but Jess and I watched uh, Werewolf at Midnight, the Disney Plus oh, Yeah. Uh, Short, Mar- Marvel short special. It's like 40 minutes, but it's told in an old school fashion, like an old Frankenstein movie. Everything's in black oh, and white. Like, do you remember when we were at um, Mackinac and in the hotel room, the werewolf movie yes. was on? And what was the line? It was like, it was like the old school. Your dad knew it. Yes. The old school werewolf movie where he's like changing and it's like, no. Or yeah. like something. American it's Werewolf in, in something London or like something like that. that. And it's like told in that kind of fashion. Like old black and white, like monster of the I week I love thing. a good overacted black and white movie. Yes. Oh, and it's only like it 40 great. minutes. So it's yeah. on Disney. Yeah, you'll have to yeah, watch that it. Yeah, was a, that was a very fun watch. Uh, it definitely felt like I was a kid again watching like an old Frankenstein or something like that. Or like the mummy or something like that it was it was really just a really classic well monster type thing exactly yeah, yeah it was yes. really well done and it's a and it's a one-off it's not connected to anything they purposely did it so that you could re-watch it every halloween if you wanted to and you don't have to see anything else by marvel in order to watch it so we should have watched that last night when we were thinking about it, but that would have been it. up jess's alley as far as time goes yes, 40, 40 minutes, minutes that's her sweet that's spot perfect with the pauses it probably would have been 90 minutes and that is my that is what every um movie should be no more than 90 minutes start to finish uh with credits oh boy no <laughs> we're not getting into that today. that's what i <laughs> we're not ruining the, ha- the halloween spirit with that nonsense well <laughs> Say what you will, but I know I'm There's right. One way to scare Jessica. What are you it's a movie. Up? It's two hours and forty oh minutes. Oh my gosh! And I've got to watch it in the theater, so I can't even pause it to go to the bathroom. What are you looking up over there? I was just trying to see if I could find the werewolf thing. Oh, it's probably American Werewolf in in London or something like that, or American Werewolf in Paris or something like if that. If you think about it, maybe you could just talk or find it. You could just put it in your little collages, like yes. you do. Yeah. Yes, I will for cool. sure. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think that wraps up our, our, uh, wraps it up like a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were out, um, yesterday <laughs> at like Starbucks or something and there was like, um, a cookie that was like decorated like a mummy and Kelly looks at me and holds it up mm-hmm. and goes, 
I miss my mummy. And then I said, oh, Lordy, let's get out of here. It's about time to go. It was funny. But I so, do want to wish a happy Halloween to everyone. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I hope kids get yeah. to go trick-or-treating. I loved trick-or-treating as a kid. Like, it was so different than my dad just texted me about it. We would go trick-or-treating, and, like, we would carry pillowcases and, like, we would have, like, two pillowcases each filled with candy wow. by the end of the night. Oh, my gosh. And, like, I remember it would always be cold. And I would always have, like, a cool costume, like a French maid or a saloon girl or something cool like that. At the ripe old age of seven, I'm sure. <laughs> seven, oh, my god. Somewhere between seven and 11. And <laughs> it would be, like, cold. So then my mom would make me put on a coat because it was always cold or rainy in Michigan yeah. on Halloween. So I'd have to put that on, and like I, she would start making me wear like a black turtleneck under my French maid costume, which isn't appropriate for a seven-year-old, so anyways. I'd you know, say. oddly enough, I got those costumes from your mother. Oh, also, I had a I Greek believe. goddess one. Those are my three that I love. Hi, ma. And um, <laughs> I would also do like a punk rocker all the time too. But so we would do all the candy. There would be a um, Baskin Robbins on Warren, where I used to live, that would give out like an ice, like a full-sized ice cream bar for Halloween. Wow. And then my parents would take us to uh, Pizza Hut. So my family and Heidi's family, my friend John, we'd all go to Pizza Hut on the end of. So it was like our tradition. And your ice cream sandwich would be melted before you got Oh, please. But like, I, I had that gone before I walked yeah, out of Baskin Robbins. that didn't even make it into the pillowcase. What are you talking? <laughs> so I hope that all of you out there get to make some amazing Halloween memories like I have from a kid. Yeah. Um, so once again, if you've made it this far in the podcast, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we are on the road this week, so things will sound differently. Yes, and, I hope uh, you bear you with my... us and maybe some slight awkwardness. Some, oh my God, the scathing the emails steal... you guys are going to get. The steely looks that Kelly and I have received from Stephen that have stopped us dead in our tracks, which has caused I uh, may never recover. Uh, yeah. Uh, these two are ridiculous. So I want to um, thank Kelly for being on. We love you and love having you on. You can find us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook if we can just say. Um, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, give us a nice rating on Apple. We have a, we have a few ratings. Don't few judge star us solely ratings. on this episode. We have a few star ratings, <laughs> not many comments. Uh, so please put some comments out there that helps. Hit that subscribe button because that helps with analytics so that we you know can get better uh get a better view as into where our listeners are at and how many we got so yeah um, just do that and uh, i believe that's all we can say this week no bye I thought, folks i thought maybe you wanted to say bye kelly apologies no. didn't mean to put you on the spot i there. don't know I happy halloween listening. happy bye, halloween y'all. folks oh <laughs> she dropped it again <laughs>